Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And right now, by faith, I believe I'm standing up here Proclaiming the word of God. Hello, somebody. Ushers should be standing at their point and their doors. Choir members should already be in the choir stand singing Zion songs. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name. Bethlehem. Getting it right. right. God says that he starts... In his house first. And we believe that that's what God is doing in the life of our church. That he's pruning that those who are sincere may go forward and be even more fruitful. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're changing our emphasis this month. This is the month. But we're going to get it right mandatorily. And we're going to talk about the mandatory minimums of Christianity. We're going to be talking about the Great Commission. We're going to be talking about it. We touched on that yesterday at My Brother's Keepers. A charge to keep I have is what the preacher talked about yesterday from the Great Commission. Prayer is a mandatory minimum. Bible study is a mandatory minimum, both at home, on your own. Sunday school is the most excellent way to get into the Word of God. Wednesday night Bible study. You've got to get into the Word of God in the same way that football players, when they make it into the NFL, they're given a book. And they've got to learn their plays. And they learn those plays or they don't play in the game. And we've got to learn our playbook. We've got to know what the word says. And worship is another mandatory minimum to which we're standing on this month. Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assemblies assemblies of ourselves together as is a manner of some is. And if you are... A Christian, you must assemble with other Christians. Uh, being in the household of the Lord is like a fish being in water. Right. 
You've never heard a fish say that I don't need water to live. And you know what? That's a true fact. A fish don't need water to live, but when he's out of the water, he's flopping around and he's going to eventually die. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So you've got to be in the house collectively with the people of God to worship him. Hey, man, these are simple mandatory minimums. We're going to talk about obedience. That's another mandatory minimum. That's the whole commission is based on teaching them to obey. How many of you have children and you just told your children that hmm, you can obey if you want? You can do what you want. I know of generations past, they have a better glimpse of this because in our day and time, uh, there are some folk let their children do what they want to do. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, but in my day and time, you know, I didn't get a vote on whether I was going to obey. Hello, somebody. I was made to obey. So we're going to talk about obedience. We're going to talk about giving as well. That tells you the heart. Of what you believe is in your pocketbook. Jesus talked more about giving than what? I mean, more about uh, giving than what? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but that was a major thing that Jesus talked about. Prayer, again, Bible study, collective worship, serving. Don't you know? I think back it was in the early 90s or sometimes, or maybe the beginning of the 2000s. If you were to call the Concord Missionary Baptist Church, you would hear them answer the phone, save to serve. Because that was the motto. And that's what a disciple is. Don't you know that you were saved to serve? Hello, somebody. And also you were saved to witness. Hello, somebody. Uh, that's why you're born. That's why you're alive today is to let folk know about who Jesus is. In our culture today, in our time, many times Jesus is the best kept secret. Hello, somebody. I heard Dr. Evans say that uh, everybody's coming out the closet except Christians. Hello, somebody. We've got to witness and we've got to be a witness, not only in word, but in deed as well. So this is mandatory minimum month. And this morning we're going to talk about a mandatory prayer, as we said, that prayer is is basic. Prayer is mandatory. Hello, somebody. Uh, Prayer is about as mandatory as electricity is in our households. Hello, somebody. Now, sure, we got some appliances and things that have batteries, but you know, it's not going to last too long. Hello, somebody, unless it's plugged into the power source. And that's what prayer is for the Christian person. If you want to have a victorious Christian life, you've got to pray. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, I have to pray. Uh, Let's look at this. Will you please stand in reverence to the word of God, stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God, Matthew 6, 9, and 13. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Not into temptation, 
Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord that's in the NIV. It's a little different than a lot of folk that have been in the church for a while. A mandatory prayer. In this mandatory prayer, we're going to see three things. And then we're going to enter into our, the Lord's Supper. We're going to see the Lord of the prayer. We're going to see the life of the prayer. We're going to see the lead of the prayer. We want Christians to know tonight or today that Christians should model their prayers like the disciples' uh, prayer. Christians should model their prayers like the disciples' prayer. Many of you who've been around the church long enough know that for most of our lives, this prayer has been called the Lord's Prayer. And those of us who've been a little educated, been around the church for a while, we start to call it the disciples' prayer because Jesus really gave this prayer as a model of prayer as his disciples were seeking how to pray. Lord, teach us how to pray. Many times... uh, uh, We think that if we just repeat the the prayer verbatim, that that's what the Lord was talking about. Um, Now, it can be soothing to repeat this prayer over and over again. But God was more interested in your prayer life and, and developing a personal relationship with you. Where you... Uh, literally learn to talk to God uh, as if you're talking to him face to face. I was uh, doing a little research on this message and I ran across a video. I couldn't share it, but it was talking about uh, the difference on how a Christian prays and how uh, someone who's like a Buddhist prays says a uh, someone who's like a Buddhist, they pray, but they pray, the part of their brain reacts like it's something that's abstract. They did a study when they saw how a a Christian prayed, they, they looked at the brain scan and they and they said when a Christian prays, it's it's like the part of their brain moves like they're talking to a real person. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And and that's what prayer is. Prayer is talking to God as if he is a real person, as if he's there. You can't determine whether he's from your mind or your brain scans uh, uh, that whether he's uh, you can determine that he's right there as if you are talking face to face. Hello, somebody. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is talking uh, to God as if, uh, oh, you were face to face with him as if uh, he was uh, a friend. Hello, somebody. But then even that models kind of uh, uh, destroys itself because he's not just a friend. Uh, they have a movement, and, and I don't like this movement. There's something in my spirit that didn't like this movement that where they talk about Jesus being my homeboy. No, Jesus ain't my homeboy. <laughs> no, 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 no. God is not my home. God is 
prayers. And that's why we're going to look at this morning, the Lord of the prayer, because God tells you who he is. You just can't come to him just anyway. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And we're going to study that. But 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 think of prayers, just uh, communicating with God in a in a personal way. I liked, and I think I showed this video before. I think it was a Wednesday night. Uh, but I like this example of what a prayer is like. It's, it's communicating with God and the manner in which he calls us to communicate with him. Hello, somebody. Hey man, it's communicating with God. And that's why we like to describe this as the model prayer. Not just a prayer that you just repeat over and over again, but a communicating with God. And that's why we talk about the Lord of the prayer. The Lord of the prayer begins. Uh, Jesus said this then is how you shall pray. Oh, you say our father in heaven. Hello, somebody. Our Father in heaven, and many folk, uh, oh, maybe listen at the sound of my voice. Uh, maybe that word Father gives you a bad meaning because you never knew your daddy. And many people try to reflect upon God how their daddies are here on earth. No, God is not like your daddy. God, God is high and lifted up, uh, and He's in heaven. Hello, somebody. And he's exalted. Hello, somebody. Our father. He, he, he's our father. Oh, and because he's our father, we can take from that everything that that means. Oh, is that God he is simply God. And God all by himself. And he's set apart in heaven. But this next part is how we come into him. That's why we can't say that, that God is my homeboy. Hello, somebody. Because he says, hallow be your name. Hello, somebody. Anybody know what hollow means? Hollow means holy. Hello, some Holy is your name. Hello, somebody. And because we don't come from that Jewish tradition, oh, we don't really know how holy it is. But in the Old Testament, oh, before they would even try to write the name, there's some names of God that they wouldn't even write because it was so holy. Hello, somebody. And God, oh, he's holy, he's high, he's lifted up. That's why you hear this preacher pray. Every time we come to our altar of prayer, you hear me say something about holiness. You hear me take you to the realm of heaven and, and allow you to get a glimpse of what the angels see. Oh, and the angels sing the song, holy, holy, holy. Because the Lord of our prayer is somebody high in position. The Lord of our prayer is somebody high and holy. Hello, somebody. And, and literally, it's hard to really talk about God because you run out of words. Hello, somebody. You, you can't even, every time I try to explain who God is, I, I run out of words. All I can say is like most of the book says is that there's none like him. 
<laughs> we try to use anthropomorphic terms to describe who God is, meaning putting God in human terms. Uh, that's why we use the word father. We put God in human terms, but even at times that word father, oh, does not and cannot describe the God that we serve. Hello, because everybody on earth, uh, oh, who gave birth, uh, oh, planted a seed for a child is not a what? And maybe that's why God tells us not to use that word father of any man here on earth. Hello somebody. Somebody can look at that a little later. Hello somebody. <laughs> God is holy. He's high. He's lifted up and his prayer is about him. Did you notice that, that I hadn't asked him for nothing yet? I'm about to go to three parts of this prayer and hadn't asked for anything yet. I, I call him our father and then I talk about his holiness. And then I talk about what a lot of folk don't ever talk about. It says what? Your kingdom come. Hello, somebody. Your kingdom come and what? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Don't you know that your life is not about you Christian folk Christian men Christian women your life is not about you your life is about the kingdom of God hello somebody you're, you're, uh, that's why you're where you are you're not where for, where you are at your job or doing what you do oh to make a living you're there to advance the kingdom of God hello somebody say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor your life is not about you it's about the kingdom of God it's about the kingdom of God. And in a selfish generation, oh, well, we talk about my space. This is my space. Oh, in a selfish generation, this is uh, Facebook. And this is all about me. No. Hello, somebody. Your life is not about your space. Your life is about God's space. Hello, somebody. It's God's book, not Facebook. That's what some Christians better understand. Oh, you up there saying, oh, at one time, oh, what a wonderful time we had in church this morning. And another time in your status update, you're cursing somebody out. <laughs> and people ain't saying nothing about you. They're saying, oh, and they supposed to be a Christian. Because even people of the world know that your life is supposed to be about the kingdom. Hello, somebody. I think the Sunday school teacher mentioned it. I didn't quite get the illustration about somebody giving God praise one minute and talking about they're going to be drinking Hennessy the next. I don't know what it was. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't know how to pray if you're living a life like that. Oh, hello, somebody. You may need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You you may need to check yourself to see that you are in the faith because anybody who's given their life to Jesus Christ know that their life is not about them. Hello, somebody. And as a result, because I gave my life to Jesus Christ, he has the right to do anything with my life that he wants to. One preacher told me that God has the right to change your address. Hello, somebody. And in order for me to go into ministry, I had to leave home. Hello, somebody. Because my life is not about me. Because if it was about me, I'd still be at home. It's about him. 
Hello, somebody. And when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I said, like those disciples uh, that they were talking about in Sunday school, I heard Deacon Melvin talking about, uh, oh, and they gave up everything to follow him. Hello, somebody. Our life is about the kingdom. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Your life is about the kingdom. And if you don't know that, you don't know how to pray. Hello, somebody. That's why you're praying amiss, saying, Lord, give me, let me, let me have. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. You got to get the kingdom. You got to get God right. You got to get the kingdom right. You got to get his will right before you ask him for anything. Or else, oh, your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Somebody say, why won't God answer my prayers? And God is saying, why won't you do what I require of you? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. At least I keep us too long. The Lord of the prayer. This, this is what prayer is all about. It's, it's about the Lord of the prayer. And again, Revelations 4, 8 gives us a little glimpse into heaven as well of, of how holy our God is. What does that say? Holy, holy, holy is what? What? Hello, somebody. He's holy. And he's an, as the old folk, you say, an ever-present God who was, hello, somebody, who is, hello, somebody, and who is to come. Hello, somebody. I know some folk who was. I know some folk who is. But I don't know nobody that is to come. <laughs> That's God. Hello, somebody. So, so if you, this mandatory process, it's mandatory to place God or where he is before you ask for anything. Hello, somebody. And it's not that you can't ask for something. It's just you've got to put the first thing first. Hello, somebody. You got to put and get God first. And then you can get into, uh, let me run through this. Or maybe I should look at this. This is simply asking uh, a question, why, why we pray, why we pray. We'll look at that and move forward. Amen. Primarily we pray to enter into a personal relationship with God. And to do that, we have to know who he is. And we've already established that he's holy. And we've already established that, uh, oh, we got to deal with his kingdom coming and his will being done on earth as it is in heaven before we can even ask for a thing. Hello, somebody. This is talking about the mandatories of prayer. Hello, somebody. So our next point is the life of prayer. And after we put God in his place, then guess what we can do? We can ask. <laughs> Give us Today, our daily bread. Hello, somebody. We, after we put him up, after we set him up on highest, after we say, Lord, my life is not about me, but it's about you. After we get ourselves oh, aligned with who he is, then guess what? Then he gets aligned with who we are. Hello, somebody. And then we can say, give us today our daily bread. Hello, somebody. 
give us today our daily bread. And this means a little bit more for a different in a different time, because in, in our day and time, we really can't relate. Most of us can't relate to us having to pray today for our daily bread because uh, oh, because most of us have what refrigerators. Hello, somebody. Most of us or some of us have deep freezers. Hello, somebody. Got a lot of meat up in there. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Most of us have cabinets, and the cabinets has a lot of canned goods. <laughs> Hello, somebody. So we don't know what it's like to have to live from day to day, oh, wanting God to deliver us our daily bread. But back then, they didn't have refrigerators. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And the more primitive the culture was, uh, that was a primary thing when you when you got up that day. The primary thing that you did as a man, uh, and back then the men used to go shopping. You say what? Men used to go shopping? Yeah, it's called hunting. <laughs> <laughs> the men used to have to go out and hunt and then bring the food back in. And it almost their whole day revolved around. If the man couldn't do it, the woman had to do it. Almost their whole day revolved around going out and getting something to eat. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Or getting something ready to get to eat. Hello, somebody. So we really can't relate. But there's some of us who had to pray this prayer and really mean it at times in our lives. I've heard many college students, that first generation of students that got to go to college and they went to college and they didn't they, they went to college on faith. Oh, and, and, they, and they talk about how they, they had to just eat spam. Hello, somebody. And many modern day students, they talk about how they didn't have enough a lot of money so they had to live off Roman noodles uh, hello somebody and they tell about how they had to make that some folk uh, if you talk if you get them to get behind their fancy way of talking and walking right now they can tell you what it's like to have to make a sandwich without any meat in it hello somebody it was a mustard sandwich uh, hello somebody some parts of Texas they'll tell you about how they had to eat uh, the red dirt uh, hello somebody that's some folk Oh, that's been through something and they know what it's like uh, to have to pray, Lord, uh, give me this day, uh, my daily bread. Uh, oh, it's, 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 you'll never forget. Uh, and I've been in those low points in my life uh, and I'll never forget uh, being in a time where I did not know uh, where my next meal was coming from. You don't forget those times uh, in your life. Uh, but I can tell you uh, the end of the story that I've had times uh, in my life where I didn't know where my next meal is coming from but guess what I made it through because I'm here today hello somebody now one of my biggest problems is is I got too much food to eat hello somebody the doctor's telling me to push away from that plate Rev Reverend There may be somebody listening at the sound of my voice and, and they know and they're concerned. They woke up their eyes. They praised the Lord, but they, they didn't know where their next meal is coming from. And God says uh, that I can be Jehovah Jireh in Jesus. Now I can provide for your every need. You get me right. You put me up. Holy. Oh, you think about my kingdom and, 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 and my will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, and then you can pray. Give me this day, my daily bread. Hello, son. Somebody. And that's the best part of this prayer for most of us. 
But there's something else that we can ask for as believers that's almost as important as our daily bread. Hello, somebody. And what is that? Forgiveness. Hello, somebody. The life of the prayer. Forgiveness. Now, why do I have to ask for forgiveness? Why is that so important? The text says, and forgive us our what? Debts. Oh, that's a financial terms. I was debts. Forgive us the money that we owe you. Hello, somebody. As we forgive those, our debtors. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It's an accounting principle that, oh, 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 forgiveness. I saying, oh, it's like having an account. Back in the day, they used to have you. You used to be able to go to a store and get an account. You didn't have to just pay for it just then, but they would just by your word let you get just what you need, and you come back and pay them later. Hello, somebody. I guess that was a, a primitive credit program. Hello, somebody. In modern day terms, that's, that would be like, uh, oh, they say most people in America have debt. So I can assume that most of us in here have debt. Right. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and that would be that would be like, uh, oh, and this this is a, good, a kind of debt. The cars most of us, we think we own, we don't own. Hello, somebody. We don't own it until what? We pay the last note. Hello, some of you riding around here thinking you got a brand new car. You ain't got no brand new car. Because <laughs> if you don't pay the note, guess what? They're going to come and get it. Does anybody here have somebody come and get it? <laughs> you ain't got to tell all your business. <laughs> but it's happened to Christian folk up in this church. <laughs> hello, somebody. Well, they came and got it. But that will be like, hello, somebody. The person that owns your car saying, we forgive you of your debt. Hello, somebody. We forgive you of your debt. You, you can go and you can drive in that car. That car is yours. Oh, but you, oh, who once you well, got your new car, you gave uh, your partner, you hooped it. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and after, oh, this man, oh, forgave you the debt on the car and your partner on the hooped it. Oh, owned you. Hello, some A hundred dollars. Hello, somebody. You mad and you repo it. Hello, somebody. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> that ain't how that work, honey. That ain't how God works. That's how we are with our, our relationship with God. We do stuff every day, some knowingly and some unknowingly against God. Hello, somebody. Some folk can walk up in there and think they holy and all that. And I, but I like to say the closer you get to God, the more unholy you know that you truly are. Hello, somebody. The more you learn to turn in that remission policy where you've got to ask God to forgive you of your sins. Oh, you say, yeah, I'm not cheating with that woman. But God says, even the way you look at that woman. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You say, I didn't kill that man, but God says the way you thought about killing him. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> you say, well, Lord, I didn't cuss him, but God said the way yeah, you cussed him in your mind. <laughs> and 
That's why on a daily basis, as much as as much as daily bread, we've got to get rid of this clutter in our lives that interfere with our relationship with God, that interferes with our fellowship with God. And as soon as we realize and know that we've sinned against God, we've got to pray this prayer on a daily basis. Forgive us our debts. Hello, somebody. Forgive us. I like to meddle some married folk because a lot of times the only person that can really get next to you, hello somebody, is that person next to you. <laughs> and I like to say it was that married man that said, Lord, how many, how many times must we forgive a brother? Jesus said, 70 times 7. Anybody know what 70 times 7 add up to? I think I heard Deacon Ross really exegete that for us. It's really not an amount. If you could multiply that, it's not an amount. That's, that's, that's infinity. Hello, somebody. You, you forgive them infinity. Hello, somebody. Because God has forgiven you infinity. Hello, somebody. I think I mentioned last time when I was talking about God's remission policy from uh, Psalms 103 uh, in that chapter 2 through 6. Uh, I talk about how every once in a while I get a little honorary and I just want to hold something against somebody. Hello, somebody. Just mad. Hello, somebody. And then when I realize who the God is that I serve, what is he? Holy. Hello, somebody. When I realize who he is and what he's done, I can't hold nothing against nobody. Because if you follow that prayer a little further down, it talks about what? Hello, somebody. Thank you, Dick Ross. Hello, somebody. Literally, if we do not forgive, it interrupts our relationship with God. Hello, somebody. We're holding against somebody else, but yet we're praying, Lord, give us our, this, our daily bread. Give us our daily bread. Our daily bread. God said, I can't give you daily bread. You're holding against your brother. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Talking about mandatory prayer. This is mandatory. The life of the prayer. The Lord of the prayer. The, the life of the prayer. And then we've got to go and have uh, the Lord supper. So I'm going to skip this last uh, video. You can write that verse, Proverbs 30 uh, and 8, and write that down. I'm going to skip this and get into the last point, the lead of the prayer. And lead us, what? Not into what? In temptation. But deliver us, what? Do you think that's an important part of this prayer? (laughs) Is it really important? Come on now. I ain't got to be worried. I'm holy. I'm a holy man of God. I don't have to be worried about temptation. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody in here that don't have to worry about temptation or be concerned about it? Or pray about it would be the best way to put it. To pray about it. Huh? All of us can be tempted. What, what are some of the ways that we can be tempted? Just, just say it out loud for everybody can hear it. Money. Hello, somebody. Many people are falling in all kinds of trouble. I know a, a, a preacher, man, that got into trouble trying to make more money. And I was thinking, now, man, you should not. You should have had enough sense. Well, that wasn't my temptation. Hello, somebody. 
Hello, somebody. All kind of scams. You know, I'm rich. Because I got an email the other day said that uh, somebody gave me a million dollars. All I had to do was email them my bank information. <laughs> and they were going to put that money in my bank account. <laughs> they were just going to put it there. It was going to rain. You know, I, you know, I said, Lord, this must be an answer prayer, Lord. You said you open up the windows of heaven <laughs> and pour it out. You're going to pour it out in my bank account. <laughs> you see that you see that's not my issue so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't fall for that <laughs> hello somebody it's not my issue I, I don't want to be rich but there's some things and it may not be your issue but there's some things that you do want and it leaves you to open to temptation hello somebody so that's why you got to pray every day the leader to pray and lead us not into temptation but ooh, deliver us from who? The evil, evil one. Hello, somebody. Because when you open up your eyes, the devil is on his job. Hello, somebody. He don't take a break. He don't take a vacation. His job is to kill, steal, and destroy. Hello, somebody. He's after you, you saints of God. Hello, somebody. And we've got to pray that, that, that God would deliver us from the evil one. Hello, somebody. Interestingly enough, it didn't say help us to fight. The, the, the. Hello, somebody. There's, there's a lot of weak saints that try to fight the devil. Talk about binding the devil. You can't bind your own kid. How are you going to bind the devil? <laughs> Hello, somebody. Your dog running wild. You can't even, you don't even bind him. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you gonna think you can bind the devil. No. Hello, somebody. You wind up like that man in that text in Acts. He said, Jesus we know and Paul we know, but who are you? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No, we, 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 we avoid temptation. We, we ask God to deliver us from, from the evil one because we're not strong enough to handle him. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But uh, we've got to close today. Mandatory prayer. This is mandatory uh, minimum month. And it's mandatory that a Christian prays. And this is a model of what we should pray. That we might be able to live a victorious Christian life. Some of us don't pray about temptation on a daily basis. And that's why we're all into all kinds of sin. And fornication. We're not asking that God would deliver us. Hello, somebody. I like uh, this text, Second Thessalonians 3 3. But the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. All eyes closed, heads about, deacons, will you come? Saints are praying. If you're here today and do not have a personal relationship with God, you definitely, uh, the only way you can come into a personal relationship with God is through prayer. You've got to talk to him. And this is a mandatory prayer as well. 
You, you've got to come before him and you've got to ask him to forgive you of your sins and to wash and cleanse you. You've got to ask him, oh, to allow Jesus Christ to come into your heart for the forgiveness of sin. That you might enter into a personal relationship with him. And this is what Jesus was doing on that garden of Gethsemane when Jesus had to pray. You heard me say this all the time. If Jesus Christ had to pray, how much more so should we? And in that garden of Gethsemane at night, he just posed a question to his disciples. Can you not pray for an hour? Hello, somebody. Jesus Christ had to pray. We had to pray, but he had to pray and he had to pray to get through the temptation that he was facing because he was tempted to not give his life. Oh, for the remission of sin. But then he knew how to pray because he prayed that part, the beginning part of the prayer that most people like to leave out. Not my will, but thy will be done. He realized that his life uh, was about the father. He realized uh, that his life was about the kingdom. He realized uh, that his life was about the will of God on earth as it, as it was in heaven. And he said, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And after that, he was able to Go and be crucified, mocked. Hello, somebody. Tried for crimes that he didn't commit. All eyes closed, saints are praying. And when he got tried, they put, they beat his body and mocked him and scorned him, put a crown of thorns on his head and led him through the streets called Jerusalem. After that, they took him to that hill called Golgotha. Nailed him to that cross for you and for me. Raised him up between two thieves as if to say he was one of them. But on that cross, he, he'd already prayed, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. He could have called 10,000 angels, but he didn't. He stayed on that cross and he gave up the ghost. Gave his life for your sins and my sins. They took him off that cross and Put him in a borrowed tomb. But I'm so glad that the Bible says that on the third day that he got up with all power in his hands. I said on the third day he got up for you and for me. On the third day. If you're here today and do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, can believe that Jesus was God's only son, died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today you can give your life to Jesus Christ by this mandatory prayer called the sinner's prayer. If you're here today and you want to pray that prayer, slip out of your seats and we'll lead you in this prayer. If you're here today and do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, slip out of your seats and we'll lead you in this prayer. There may be someone else here today. Maybe you've accepted him, but you don't have a church home. You're going to hear me say if you continue to come. A church, a Christian without a church is like a fish without water. If you don't like Christians, you're really not going to like heaven. Hello, somebody. Sunday school teacher says, you don't like me. I'm your brother. You don't like me. You got a problem with God. Hello. So you can't live your life on your own. You've got to come together and assemble together 
If you need a church home, we want you to come forward right now in Jesus' name. Whatever your decision is right now, come in Jesus' name. Maybe you need somebody to pray for you. You say, preacher, pray for me. Whatever your decision is, come right now in Jesus' name as the music plays. Come right now in Jesus' name. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. 
We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor praise Mike Lee Tom, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program. And I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page. Or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality. And that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed I think that's God and I believe God can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you. So we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.